Hello amigos, you're listening to Square Pegs, a podcast for the insatiably curious mind, fascinated by new ideas, experiences and perspectives. I'm your host Sheila Bett. Join me for the adventure of a lifetime as we explore, learn and grow together. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Square Pegs with me Sheila Bett. Today we will be discussing a topic that I think is really important in this day and age and that is self-care. What does it even mean and why does it matter? I'd like to start off by saying that in this podcast I talk about things I'm passionate about and have an interest in. Not an expert, but just another person working out how to live my best life and optimize all the opportunities available to me. That being said, you're welcome to join me on this journey of self-development and achieving the highest expression of you. Have you ever found yourself in a state where you're acting out of character and not in a good way? You either are snappy towards your friends, your family, or even your colleagues, or you find yourself overreacting to situations. You could even have these moments where you have the urge to burst into tears. So if you can't find a rational reason to explain why you find yourself sometimes spinning or spiraling out of control, then the more likely reason is that you haven't been practicing self-care. So what is self-care? Well, according to the Oxford Dictionary, self-care is a practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health. It also could mean taking an active role in protecting your own well-being and happiness, in particular during periods of stress. Okay, so how I see self-care is essentially as personal maintenance. You know, like taking your car to the garage every so often just to avoid hairy situations. It's essentially the same thing. So self-care is having a regular routine that keeps you in touch with different aspects of yourself, including your physical, mental, and emotional health. So like most people out here, the thing that triggered my interest in including self-care into my daily routine was actually stress. I was in a stressful period in my life. I was really out of control, not I mean in a visible way for everybody else, but I did feel like I wasn't really handling things the way that I would have liked to. So then I started to look into ways to be much more in tune with myself, you know? And uh, one of the things that I started to do was uh daily journaling. This came as a suggestion from a friend who was doing that uh, from the time she was really young and for me it was a very therapeutic way to offload all the things running through my head and then i was able to point out what it is that i needed to work on and another thing that i also included was daily meditation so whenever i'd wake up in the morning the first thing i would do was to sit in silence um at the beginning i would think how do people do it how do people meditate how do people just sit in silence and you know just go blank basically because that's what you hear uh people who meditate do is you just shut your thoughts off and you sit with yourself and the thing that helped me actually get into it was that i found youtube videos that had guided meditation someone would talk you through it they'd talk you through even silencing your thoughts through very interesting visualization methods like seeing them as balloons and letting them float away every single thought that comes into your mind not fighting with it and and all that stuff but that's you know that's a story for another day because this topic is quite big and you can't really exhaust it in one podcast come on guys <laughs> so yeah be sure i'm going to have much more to share with you as far as self care is concerned not just in my own personal practice but um also with other people because we all have different self care practices and you actually come up with a method that suits you your interests and what works for you 
actually majority of us have practiced self-care in one way or another. We do have things that we do to make ourselves feel good, to recharge from uh, stressful periods of time like over the weekend. It could be as simple as taking a nap or sitting in the sun. The trick here is to actually make it a deliberate thing that you do on a regular basis. The reason why you want to integrate self-care into your life is so you're always in a very relaxed, rejuvenated, energized state. <laughs> That's pretty much what it does. Um, it's very easy to find yourself, you know, feeling unmotivated, constantly fatigued, lacking enough sleep and just, you know, in a bad mood. <laughs> and most of us have been there. It's not something new to many people out here. So there are perceptions about self-care and what it means. And uh, people either think they don't have time to incorporate self-care into their daily routine or they feel like it's a selfish thing to do. And this is something you hear a lot is how do you even find the time? Why would you say, for example, mothers? Yeah. So mothers would think I have to take care of the kids. I don't have my own time. But once you do practice a little bit of self-care, you start to treasure it so much that you will make time no matter what to actually include it into your everyday life. So there's no specific manual for self-care. It doesn't look the same for every single individual. Different things work for different people. It all depends on your schedule, how much time you have to spend on self-care and how practical it is for you as a person. So it's very easy to customize a self-care routine that suits you, that works perfectly for you. And sometimes it's a trial and error, you know, practice where you try different things and you finally find the perfect combination that works well for you. The secret is really to integrate self-care into your life to avoid burnout or even a nervous breakdown. Before we continue, I'd like to also point out the things that are not self-care. People describe self-care as the things that you do to feel good about yourself or to make yourself feel good. And that does not include practices that could be dangerous for your health, either mental, physical or emotional health. And one of those things is, you know, overindulging in alcohol or food or risky behavior. Self-care equals self-love. I wonder how many of us actually set time aside on a regular basis to be with ourselves to just spend time alone. So for those of you who don't have a self-care routine, you might be wondering what it entails. What do I have to do to take care of myself or, you know, put time aside for me? And when I'm putting time aside for me, what am I doing during those times? No, you're not doing errands. <laughs> no, you're not doing the things that you have to do. Rather, you're doing the things that you like to do, the things that you enjoy, the things that make you feel good. And uh, there are different kinds of self-care habits. One of the ways to indulge in self-care is to engage your senses. And this could be anything from touch, smell, sound and sight. I find that I'm actually very, very sight-centric, <laughs> if there was ever such a word. For me, some of the things that work to really clear my head and help me relax are being in very green spaces. So either walking in a forest over the weekend or when I have free time, I would go to a place like Karura Forest and just be among the trees and because it's quiet there and you don't hear the sounds of the city the hustle and bustle cars and all that you just hear natural sounds like birds chirping you hear insects little rustles of the grass 
being blown by the wind. You probably could hear the flow of water if there's a river or a waterfall nearby and all those senses. For me, it's really relaxing and just brings me into myself. It makes me introspect and sometimes it just quiets my mind down and I'm able to just indulge in those senses. There are different senses for different people. You could be someone who likes to cook or bake and the sense of smell might be the thing that really relaxes you, makes you feel nice. It could be the smell of flowers. It could be anything. That's the thing with self-care is it's up to you what makes you relax, what makes you feel good. So a very important aspect of self-care is emotional health and that includes both good and bad feelings. None is less valid than the other. You are allowed to feel good and you're also allowed to feel bad. Now the secret is to really be able to sit in your feelings, understand them, accept them and possibly move on when you know you need to move on. So when you feel angry, when something happens and it triggers your anger, the the secret to having emotional health is not to project that anger in a harmful way to yourself or to others, but rather to sit in that emotion, feel it, and try to figure out why. Why were you triggered? Why was the emotional reaction anger? And how can you get past it and move forward in a positive way? And same for, you know, good feelings. When you feel good, feel good, embrace that good feeling, sit in it, enjoy it, because it's not always that you'll feel happy or ecstatic or joyful. One of the practices that you could incorporate into your daily routine is journaling. So you could have a book where you write down your feelings every single day. How did you feel today? What caused you to feel whatever it is that you felt? (laughs) And be very honest with yourself about your feelings. That will really help you grow your emotional intelligence. Be aware of when a trigger is coming at you and how to handle it. Also, one of the ways that you do grow your emotional health is by spending time with someone who understands you, who listens, who's supportive. That really goes a long way into building your emotional health. One of the most harmful practices as far as emotional health is concerned is when people bottle things up, especially negative emotions. Positive emotions are quite easy to feel and enjoy on your own. But when you feel negative emotions, many people tend to bottle these things up inside. It just simmers within you and then you just find yourself exploding. (laughs) You know, you find yourself overreacting unnecessarily, but it's because you have all these pent up emotions that you haven't let out. Some of the ways that you can do that is sometimes if it's extreme sadness, just cry, feel your feelings and express them, especially when the expression is something that does not harm anyone, does not cause any trouble or any problems. Another way is to actually spend time with someone who understands you, whether it's a friend or a relative or even your partner. Laugh, (laughs) find reasons to laugh every so often. I find that I do that quite a bit. It's not really that difficult to make me laugh. I find the funny in a lot of things. Sometimes I find the funny in things that um, many people wouldn't find hilarious. (laughs) You could also find a song for, you know, for that moment. If you feel sad or you feel nostalgic, find a song. There's a song for every single emotion. Do cry when you need to. When you feel overwhelmed, And the only way for you to express those emotions is to cry. Maybe sometimes find the appropriate place to do it, (laughs) but do let yourself cry. Let it out. Whether you're male or female, young or old, 
crying is a normal human reaction and it's allowed. It really helps, trust me. So another aspect of self-care would be your spiritual health. Spiritual health sometimes coincides with mental health and it's essentially getting in touch with your values and what really matters to you. Some of the ways that you could practice spiritual or mental health is by practicing meditation or mindfulness. This has been really, really helpful for me. I started doing it a few years ago and the thing that made me even think about it in the first place was a friend of mine who had been practicing meditation quite a bit and I found that she was always very jolly, you know, very happy and full of life and, you know, just very loving towards everyone and her spirit was very wholesome and people were very drawn to her energy. And so I tried to meditate. Um, At the beginning, I was quite skeptical, as most of us are. (laughs) Yeah, I was skeptical. And I used to think, how do you just sit in silence and, you know, not think? Because I'm one of those people whose brain is just, you know, running and running and running and hardly stops unless I'm distracted by something or I'm focusing on something specific. And so I found it really difficult. But the way that I got through it was to find videos online. There's so many videos on YouTube. There are several ways to meditate. There's no one way to do it. And it's actually different for different people. Some people can sit for 10, 15 minutes, an hour in silence with themselves and be able to just focus and not have thoughts running through their head. Some people need help, especially at the beginning. I was one of those people. So the way that I was able to get through that was to find uh, YouTube videos that basically guided me through the process. And it would be interesting sometimes. At first, I I would actually be laughing through the process and feeling a bit silly about it. Um, And, you know, this guy would tell you things like how if you have a thought, imagine it to be a balloon and, you know, just let it float away. But when you start to get into it, you actually feel the benefit. And by the time you wake up from the meditative state, You are so much more in control of not only your thoughts, but also your feelings and your reactions to things. I found that when I was practicing regular daily meditation, I would do it in the mornings as soon as I wake up. And you can do it anywhere. You can find a place in your home that is quiet and peaceful and do your meditation there. You can do it sitting. You can do it lying down. There's no specific rule it's whatever works for you and for me I would wake up in the morning and while lying in bed I would play a video close my eyes and just get into it for about 10 minutes Um, if you have work just wake up 10 minutes earlier do your meditation and then get back to your regular routine whatever it is as you prepare to go to work and you'll find that it's really really helpful meditation is one of them another is also to walk in nature so you could take a walk within your compound if you have a lot of space to walk around you're able to you know decompress from the day Another practice that I learned and that has been so, so helpful for me is gratitude journaling. Every single day, I would sit and write five things that I'm grateful for on that day. And it can be anything from the breakfast you had, if you had a really nice breakfast that you really enjoyed, writing that you're grateful for that. Every little thing, when you sit down and find things that you're grateful for, it makes you a much more positive um person because it frames your thinking it kind of forces you to think positively and when you're able to see all the good things that are going on in your life and everything that's working out then you're able to make even more things happen if you do a daily gratitude journal you might find that you're repeating yourself especially if you have a very regular routine and there's not so much 
as far as new things happening in your life. So you're able to actually be grateful for the little things is to do the last 24 hours. So you say, what am I grateful for within the last 24 hours instead of in general? Be creative. Uh, Different people have different things that they can do to be creative. Uh, One of the things that I really love doing that's creative is drawing. It's very therapeutic. It makes me feel very relaxed and very in touch with my creative side. For someone else, it could be learning to play a musical instrument. For someone else, it could be knitting. It could be anything, whatever it is that works for you. In fact, do share with me the things that you do to be creative that are part of your self-care routine. Okay, so this sounds crazy, right? But it's really important to be telling yourself positive things. You could be going through a rough patch and you're being very hard on yourself. You know, your your self-criticism is on a high level. One of the things that you could do to take care of your spiritual health and mental health is to give yourself pep talks. Be affirmative about all the things that you like about yourself, all the things that you think are good and working And that really helps to get you into a more positive mind frame and to focus more on the good than the bad and the things that don't work out. Now, this is the one that many people shy away from or feel is really demanding. And this is physical health. This is a really important aspect of your self-care. And it's about moving your body to maintain physical health. It could be exercise. (laughs) Um, And exercise is anything from You could go to the gym, but you could also take walks regularly. You could um, dance to a song that you really like. You know, we all have that song that you cannot sit down when it's playing and you want to just get up and move your body. So you could pick a song and dance to it every other day. You could do a variation of these exercises. One day you could be dancing. Another day you could take a walk. Another day you could go to the gym. So it's really just about moving your body and keeping yourself physically healthy of course it's very important to have a balanced diet and you want to eat well you also get a chance to sometimes spoil yourself buy that cake that you love have a chocolate bar have a drink even you know a cocktail physical health is not just about exercising or eating well it's also about knowing when you need to get a rest getting enough rest um, it's different for different people some people are good with you know six hours a night and other people need up to eight hours a night so just making sure that you regulate your time so that you're able to get enough rest every day or sometimes even taking a power nap if you have you know the opportunity to take a power nap it really goes a long way into re-energizing you and making you have enough energy to get through your day. Of course, your social life is super important and it's really great to actively engage your social life. Find time to connect with others and not on social media to physically spend time with friends or family, with people that make you feel good, people that make you laugh. Spend time with those people and actually make it part of your schedule. Your social life is as important as your work life. When you put time aside for yourself, then you're also able to give time to other people. It really starts with you. The more you give to yourself, the more you're able to give to others. So I'm curious to hear from you guys. Uh, Do you have a self-care routine? What does it look like? What does it entail? How do you incorporate it into your day-to-day life? For those of you who are hoping to begin a self-care routine, what are the practices that you hope to incorporate into your day-to-day lives? Remember, there's no pressure. It doesn't have to be perfect at the beginning. You just need to slowly find the things that work for you and make it something practical that you're actually able to follow through with. Thank you for listening to this episode of Square Pegs. Remember to curve out time for just yourself each day. Until next time, I'm Sheila Bett.